Yo, podcast pals! Another exciting episode of House of Carbs coming up. But first, how about a nice word from our good friends at Mac Weldon Underwear? With a smart design, premium fabrics, and a very simple shopping experience, Mac Weldon Underwear is definitely better than whatever you are currently wearing. I am currently wearing Mac Weldon Underwear because I dig it. Natural fibers built in performance capabilities, and they have a line of silver underwear that I, my own self, took advantage of because it alleges that the underwear and shirts are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. I said alleges. I had to try it for myself. Let me tell you, my podcast pals, it works. Antimicrobial. It keeps down the natural scent, but the musk that you want and need is there. All that from Mack Weldon, and they're shipped right to your door. If you don't like your first pair, keep them. They'll still refund you, no questions asked. Mack Weldon makes a great gift for the holiday season. I know that it's a cliche to offer up underwear in the holiday season. I want underwear. I always need it. I always use it. If you have antimicrobial available for me, send it my way. There's no shortage of that. I like to play the golf. I need those odor eliminating properties. Go to MacWeldon.com, my friends, and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code CARBS. That's MacWeldon.com, 20% off using promo code C-A-R-B-S. Do it. All right, all right, all right, my podcast pals, my hungry homies, my taste buds, welcome back to another edition of House of Cars, part of the Rigor Podcast Network. This is, my friends, a food podcast for the hungry people, by the hungry people. I am your hungry host, Joe House. This week's show, very pleased to bring to you, we are officially in end of year superlative season. What is the best of for a whole variety of things? So we tapped my pal, Andrew Knowlton at Bon Appetit to go over the Bon Appetit Hot 10 list, their 10 best new restaurants of 2017. Andrew came on. He gave us a little insight into the process. He gave us a little insight into what he does to stay uh, healthy and slim. Andrew, by the way, possibly the most handsome man in all of food. And he shared with us the possibility of Joe House inviting himself along for some food tasting this upcoming 2018 uh, best of, of, of restaurant tasting season. And of course, we have food news with Juliet Littman. My friends, let's get in that belly with Andrew Knowlton. All right, my taste buds. Today's guest, very, very happy to have him. As you know, we're at the point of the food year when it's time to talk some superlatives. So today's guest is an expert, the preeminent expert in talking about the best new restaurants in America 2017. He is the deputy editor at Bon Appetit magazine, a restaurant critic for Bon Appetit. He is a TV personality 
appearances on Bravo, Best New Restaurant, Iron Chef on the Food Network, as well as a James Beard Award winner for his 24 hours at Franklin Barbecue, which we are definitely going to talk about today. Andrew Knowlton, welcome to House of Cars. Thank you so much for having me. Can I can I try that real quick? Can I try that? House of Carb real quick? Let's hear it. Let's do it. All right, you ready? Okay. House of Carb. That's, <laughs> That's pretty it. Good. That's pretty you just good. have to channel your inner <laughs> Vince McMahon. That's the vibe. <laughs> Woo. Wow. I think you got it. One of a team never had an intro it. like that. So we're going to... Go all over this great country of ours talking about um, fantastic new restaurants. And I'm super interested in uh, the process. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about this 24 hours thing. The last two years you've done, and maybe even preceding this, you can uh, clarify if I got it wrong. But last year at the end of the year, you did 24 hours at the world famous, you know, arguably lays claim to the most famous barbecue in all of uh, the world, which makes it all of the universe, Franklin, down in the Austin, Texas area. And then you did 24 hours at at the world famous Katz's Deli in New York City uh, this year. W- what is going on with you and spending 24 hours at these great food places? Well, it's the worst idea that ever came about. So there's five, <laughs> maybe five years ago, I'm from the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. where there's every, yeah. you know, every, every stop on the interstate, there's a Waffle House, which if, if you haven't been to a Waffle House, I'm sure you have been to a Waffle House, right? I have been to a Waffle House. Okay. So I was raised on Waffle House. So I went to a certain Adam Rappaport, the editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit, who I know you uh, know well. Um, we know Adam. And I... And I said, I want to do a story. I want to go work a shift at the Waffle House. And he's like, that's a terrible idea. What you need to do is go work 24 hours straight at the Waffle House. Wow. So that I, uh, that's what I ended up doing. And it, and it started out as a story in the magazine, uh, a written piece, which it, it, it is in print. And then we had a video crew come down and like tape the whole thing. So then it kind of snowballed. And now... We did Chick-fil-A. We did Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. We did, as you mentioned, uh, Franklin Barbecue. And then we did Katz's. And we've got, I think, Krispy Kreme coming up. It's the dumbest idea because it literally takes years off my life. To I don't know when the last time you s- stayed up for 24 hours with, like, no alcohol or drugs. It's hard just to yeah. stay up for 24 hours on your feet. I'm at the point in my life, part of my affinity for food, I am a a food enthusiast, as you may have heard, um, really derives from an enormous appetite of mine. And I uh, (laughs) have at this late stage in life, my middle age, I've advanced into the middle ages. I'm no longer like eating for competition because I can't handle it. Speaking of taking years off our, our lives, I mean, I'm not, it takes me a full week after sitting down for one of those big things where we eat and, and uh, you know, try and compete at it. So I'm retired from that. 24 hours is ridiculous. No, it's it's dumb. It's stupid. And, I, and, and unfortunately, we won an award last year because of it. So now there's people want us to do more. But it's like it's like jet lag and like the worst. I don't know, like if your dog keeps you up all night because it's being potty trained or something. It's like all of those <laughs> rolled into all of those rolled into one thing. It literally takes me a week to recover because I'm no young buck either. You know, I'm a 43 yeah. year old 
old man now. And uh, but it's fun. I mean, you get to go into these you know, these places that are legendary. Like Katz's was just you know, if you've never been to Katz's, just to understand how the place works. You know, they give you a ticket and. But I'm always warmly accepted and I have no clue what I'm doing because you can't learn something in 24 hours that, you know, these people who have worked there, who've been there for 25 years. It's incredible. So I'm looking forward to the next one down the road. So you have Krispy Kreme uh, in the in the can, as they say. Uh, What's coming after Krispy Kreme? Well, we don't know. I mean, you have any ideas? I mean, I've always wanted to do Popeyes, you know. Oh my uh, god. That that would be yeah, that I, would I mean, you would smell. You would smell so bad after 24 hours That's true of, of all these though. How long did it take for yeah. the barbecue to come out of your skin? Dude, I had to throw a hat away and I had to throw my shoes away because there was so much brisket grease that had dripped onto the floor that my right. I, had to, I had to retire a pair of shoes. Uh, Bonavitti <laughs> didn't even reimburse me for that either. Um, uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk to that rap report about that. He's got some extra cash lying around. You know that guy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. you gotta have, you got it's gotta be 24 hours and it's gotta be something that people like, uh, Cafe Du Monde in New Orleans, the place that has all the beignets, the beignets. they're open 24 yeah. hours. We could do that. Pretty good. We could do that. That yeah. might be one note. I kind of yeah. want to do like. 24 hours at the Super Bowl, like where I'm doing every job leading up to the Super Bowl and then selling peanuts or beer or the wow. Kentucky Derby. That would be good. 24 hours at the lo- Kentucky Derby, just slinging mint juleps and stuff. That would be fun. I, I love I, those are your your I love the way that you're thinking big. I also my small plug would be for pizza. We'll have to figure out a place for you to do pizza. Probably New York. Yeah, I don't know. 24 hours pizza is tough. I mean, I'm sure there's some. There's some crappy ones in New York, but you know, you got to get, you got to get, I think the ones that people can relate to, because everyone knows Waffle House and Chick-fil-A and the barbecue aficionados. So, well, if if any of your listeners have any tips, just, just pass on their. Yeah. We'll get the hungry homies on, on this. Okay. Well, look, we, we, uh, we really appreciate your accommodation. So this is uh, us talking about, um, the Bon Appetit top new restaurants in America, 2017. Yes, I got it you, right. call, you can you can officially call it the Hot Ten if you want. The Hot Ten. So I appreciate you 10. coming on now to talk about the Hot Ten because uh, each year Bon Appetit pushes this out in in August, um, as that's opposed right. September, to September. September end, end of year. Issue. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's. Let's start with that. So uh, how long has BA been doing this, uh, this top 10 ranking? So, you know, we've had some sort of restaurant issue for uh, ever, for as long as I've been here at the magazine, which is 1999, which is literally forever. Um, and let's see, we started in 2012 by doing the entire issue, basically these 10 restaurants uh, and that was when Adam Rappaport started and came on. He's like, look, everybody's got a list. Uh, a lot of them, let's just say, I don't think I'm, 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 I'm giving away secrets here, but a lot of them, you know, might be pulled from a hat or they're, they're, the people aren't hitting the road and like traveling and doing the homework it takes to come up with a definitive list. So he's like, so if we're going to do this, let's do it the right way. And let's send you, Andrew Knowlton, on the road for, uh, you know, basically three and a half months straight eating your way around the country 
and pissing off your wife and making your children forget who you are. And also, on top of that, putting your health in jeopardy because you gained 15 pounds uh, for three months straight eating all this food. Now, I know you might say, cry me a river, Andrew Knowlton. That sounds like the most amazing job. And it is the most amazing job to be able to... Somebody says, here's a blank check. Go around the country and tell me what your 10 favorite restaurants are. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying... I know that you, Joe, probably, you want my job, don't you? Really? I do. That, that, that the whole point yeah. of me and the whole friendship with, with uh, Rappaport is, is to bump you out of that job, Andrew. <laughs> well, you know what? The older I get, the more I might. How about next year? You come on the road with me. We'll just do like, we'll do the, let's do the Northeast Corridor. So we'll do like Portland, Maine to Boston. Maybe we'll stop in Providence. Maybe we'll hit something. And I'll just see if you can hang for that week eating. Because this year I took my newly retired father, who kind of had the same attitude that everybody else has, like, oh, how hard can it be? I get to go and just, you know, check into a fancy hotel and I get to eat at all these amazing restaurants. And by the second night, the dude was, you know, second night, third meal that we had to do that day, he was checking out. He's like, I have to go back to the hotel room and throw up because I can't do this anymore. So I will take <laughs> you on a, I will take you on a trip to see if you've got what it takes. I uh, have every confidence that I have what it takes. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that you and I, the, the thing I'm most concerned about is jail. If you and I together on a trip like that, I'm very concerned about us getting arrested after, because it's not like we're going to be doing this, these restaurant tastings and not drinking. And once the oh, alcohol that's, gets that's going. That's golden rule. Alcohol it, yeah, actually right. helps with digestion. Exactly. That's what I tell myself every year. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of whiskey. Well, look, we, so you covered a lot of territory, um, not to make a bad pun, in terms of kind of setting up how, how you go about this, it's three and a half months. You, it's you, and and your your compadre on this is Julia Kramer, right? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was just like, "Look, we've got to get more strategic about this." I like I was joking about you know my family and all that, but that long on the road and 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 eating that much is just it's 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 rough, and uh, you, we can cover more. So Julia Kramer two years ago kind of started. Um, being, being my compadre, somebody I trust. I wouldn't just give that to anybody. So we kind of see eye to eye. So we kind of divvy up the country. Uh, let's say this year I took mostly the West Coast and Midwest and um, uh, South, I would say. Um, and that was over three months. And then Julia, you know, went to Chicago, Minneapolis, and then a lot of New England, and then, you know, make strategic trips around the country. So we kind of start like even right now, so we're starting right now for 2018. So we're already have a huge list of restaurants that we think we want to check out. It's almost like, it's almost like bands or something. Like if you know that a, one of your favorite bands has a new album coming out, like, you know, you want to check that out. And then maybe when you go to that show, you hear the opening act or taste the opening act in this case. And, and, and so then you discover new things along the way. So you've got to, you can't just go to St. Louis thinking, ah, oh, let's see what St. Louis has. You, you have to do your homework, know that there's good buzz and there's excitement about a few restaurants. Then you go there to St. Louis, spend three days eating as much as you can. Um, and then you discover things while you're there that, you know, you didn't know existed. So, you know, you're eating breakfast, 
twice, I would say, two breakfasts and then maybe two lunches and then minimum three three dinners. So you're you're averaging like five or six meals a day, which makes me sick in my stomach just thinking about it. But um But and is that five or six different restaurants? Well, yeah. So that's the other tricky thing is we always if 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 we go to the a restaurant and we're like, oh, this this is gonna be in the hot ten. Like this is a fantastic restaurant. You have to wait until all your travels are up to see kind of how it compares because you don't know if it's the first city you visit, maybe everything else is better. So then we always go, if if it is in the hot 10, we'll go back to that restaurant as many times as we can, a minimum of twice, um, but at least minimum of twice, but sometimes three or four times back to that restaurant just to kind of see if, if, if I have the same experience that Julia had or Julia had the same experience I did or just to check on it. But, you know, with our job, I mean, this is the question I get the most is like, well, you know, how do you determine where to go and how many times do you go back? It's, it's with this job and it's just like I'm a consumer and like if I have a shitty experience at one restaurant, you only get one shot. Like if Joe, if you go to a restaurant and it's no good, you're probably not going to go back to that restaurant, you know? Um, it's a it, it's a true fact. If it's if it's mediocre or maybe there's promise, you'll you'll go back to that restaurant, um, perhaps. And that's how we kind of view it too. Uh, so you only get one chance, you know, to kind of impress. And 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 the more restaurants you go to over the course of the year, man, you just kind of walk into these places and you order and you just get the vibe and you can almost tell right away, like, is this going to be a contender? You know, whether it's the hello from a host or the welcome from the waiter or just looking at the menu. Like it's not just the normal menu that you're used to. Maybe they're doing something different or a vibe. There's an excitement about the place. Um, so you learn, you know, just like anybody like a baseball scout or anybody like they watch the scouts, watch a baseball game differently than, than most people. And I think I eat and kind of suss a restaurant much more differently than other people. Yeah. So uh, since you've been, uh, tackling this massive undertaking um, starting in 2012. It's been a full five years now. What's changed? What have you learned? What tricks of the trade have you learned over the five years? Well, you can't, I mean, you cannot finish your food. I don't care how good the burger is or how good the pork chop is. You cannot, if you're going to three restaurants in a row, you cannot finish your food. That's rule number one. The second rule is, the only way I'm physically, and this goes for Julia too, we've talked about it. The only physical way we were able to do this is you have to exercise. So I almost view it like for every meal I have, it's like 30 minutes of exercise. So if I'm going to five meals a day, I need like two hours of aerobic exercise. Cause that's, if you just sit around and lounge around like a, a sloth, you will, you will come crashing down hard. Do you exercise, Joe? That's what I'm worried about with you. Do you, are you? I, I have to exercise. It's the only way to maintain my prodigious appetite, eat the things <laughs> that I want to eat and continue to wake up at four in the morning to take care of my uh, nine week old puppy dog. <laughs> yeah. See, see the dog can't come with us. You know that there's no dogs on the road. She's believe me. She is left behind <laughs> that. Is, she's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about the dog. No, She's not coming. I'm not worried about the dog. So, yeah. So that's the biggest thing is like, don't eat. That was my father's big downfall was eating everything. Like he just couldn't help. But like, if it's like somebody putting spinach artichoke dip in front of you, like, and telling you don't eat it all. It's like, that's impossible for most people. So that's what yeah. I've learned so is let- that. And then just it, 
and then exercise. You gotta you gotta work out as much as possible. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Uh, as you you divvy up the country, you pick a city. When you when you travel, do you go to like three cities in a week? Is it two cities in a week? Like how do you do that? Yeah, well, usually I think we've gotten so uh, kind of precise and exact. Like when I did, let's say, the West Coast, I was gone for three weeks straight. So I would start in Portland, okay. Oregon. Then I'd go go down to Seattle. Then I would do San Francisco. Then I would do L.A. And then if there was like one spot in Vegas that I wanted to check out or something in Phoenix or there's something in the middle of nowhere that I needed to get to. So that would be that three-week period where I would do st- to do strategic strikes. Um, so we divvy the country up that way. So if you, and then you know ha- the region yeah. and then you go from there. Yeah. You know what re- region and you've got your kind of, you've got your list of like in each city, let's say in Portland, there's six restaurants that I know I got to get to. So I make reservations ahead of time. Uh, anonymously, of course, I've got all kinds of fake names that I use and fake credit cards. Um, and then Ron Mexico is Ron Mexico. One of them, Ron Mexico, you know, I'm like I said, I'm from Atlanta. So I would always use old Atlanta Braves baseball players. So like Bob Horner or Rafael Ramirez or uh, Kent Obergfell. Um, so (laughs) I would use those names. Um, and nobody like the 25 year old host doesn't have any idea who Bob Horner was. So I can usually get away with that. No Um, danger. Kent Overfell is very safe. Yes. Yeah. I don't even think his, his friendly family remembers him, but, um, so going into those cities and you know, you'd make your reservations and then you kind of talk to people like you, you'd be amazed if you're a solo diner, which usually I'm meeting alone in, in some cities. I, I, I do have friends who, like to join me and that helps you know spread i can cover more of the the menu than that but you you start talking to people you start to bartenders and they're like oh what's well you know oh a buddy of ours just left and opened this new restaurant it's really good and so you hear about things when you're on the ground that's that i think a lot of them that we discover are the ones that maybe we didn't exactly go to that city for but we kind of uh discovered why we were there like this year when i was in raleigh north carolina um, I was there for a totally different reason in a different restaurant, but then somebody said, Oh, there's this new brewery, uh, that has like a flower shop and a bookstore and they kind of do dim sum. And then they, you know, obviously make their own beer. It's a brewery called brewery Bavana. And I went and I was kind of blown away on paper. Like if I describe to you, Joe, like, Oh, there's a place that sells flowers and there's books and they have beer and they do dim sum. You probably wouldn't go to that place. It sounds like a, just a concept nightmare. Uh, but then you walk in and you, and I, and and I experienced it and it just blew me away. So that was one of those ones that kind of, unless you're on the ground doing your homework and kind of running around or riding a bike around town, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know about. How strict are you guys in terms of the, um, the new restaurant integrity? That is to say, does, you know, when's the restaurant have to have opened to have made it onto the list? Is there any kind of, uh, bright hard and fast rule for that? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you've heard of this thing called print magazines and you have to ship it out to a printer and then it gets mailed to people, uh, at their doorstep. Um, yeah, no, I know me neither. Well, we we have some of those on the ground. Our puppy uses them. Yeah. Great. Oh, Bonapetis. Uh, good use. I'll let Adam say, uh, no, you said that. Um, so we would, (laughs) 
May, May to May is our kind of print deadline. Uh, a place had to have opened. And so the issue okay. doesn't come out until August, but that's right. just the way, because, you, you know, it's not just a list. It's like we're getting recipes and we, we go in and we crazy shoot, you know, photograph all this stuff. So there's a bunch going to it. Obviously, that is going to change in, in this next year for sure and how we do it and how, uh, you know, just making it, you know, more digitally. It was certainly digital this year, but you know, rolling it out so we can be more timely. Because there's a lot of restaurants that have opened, you know, in New York or D.C. or wherever that um, are already on our list for next year that, you know, have already been on some lists. So it's it's something that just the way it is, you know, it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. But it's the, the digital age that we live in. Yeah. So uh, uh, you you guys, you start, you come up with a sort of a master list of, of 50, Yes, that's the 50, like the, so we, 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 we went a like, let's say Julie and I go to 385 restaurants, which I think is what we went to last year. Um, wait, 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 hold on, that, hold on. Wait a second. 385 <laughs> restaurants? At least. Yeah. I mean, you're going to five a day. this great country of ours? And that's not even, that's a drop in the bucket too. That's what, yeah, that's I why know. you have to do your homework. So we Incredible. take that big list and then we winnow that down into what we call our top 50, the top 50 restaurants that run online. And then from that list, we then select the hot 10. The cool thing this year that happened to Julie and I, true story, is I said, okay, write down your top 10 restaurants of the year and I'll write down my top 10 uh, from this 50. And of course we had talked you know, on the phone or texted while we were on the road. Um, so we kind of knew what people liked and I kid you not that the, the first five in order were the exact five that's never happened before. So let's say this year's number one restaurant was, uh, perhaps controversial. It was a place in new Orleans called Turkey and the Wolf. That was Julia's number one too. Ditto for Elski in Chicago, Mr. Jews in San Francisco and going down the list. So, and then so that was unique. And then we'll have debates, I would say, where I argue for one that I went to in Austin or she'll argue for one that went to St. Louis. And that's when then I will get on a plane or she'll get on a plane and I'll go to St. Louis to, to not check up on her, but, you know, just to verify. And she would do the same for me. Um, of course. And then you kind of winnow that down to that to that 10 that you believe in. And, and, and the question that we get the most is like, well, what's the... What's the criteria? Like, what's the, you know, do you, does it have to check off any boxes to get on the hot 10 list? And it really doesn't. The biggest thing is that you walk into a restaurant and you can tell that somebody gives a damn. It sounds cheesy, but like that somebody's passionate about what they're doing. Usually they're smaller, independent restaurants. They're not these mega restaurants that, you know, seat 400 people. Um, they're not like crazy celebrity chefs that you've heard of before. I think what we do with our list is try to support smaller, you know, more independent, the people who need it. And because the thing is, you know, because of the brand that Bon Appetit has, if you're on this list, it can change. It changes your economics of your restaurant. It puts butts in your seats of your restaurant and it brings lines out. And that's uh, that's a big responsibility that we take, uh, you know, really seriously. Of course. What, what, one of the things I took note of um, was this, this, top, this year's Hot 10 
has a nice uh, cross representation of of what I'd sort of call highbrow food, you know, and, and kind of lowbrow food, as well as a diversity of cuisine. Is, is that deliberate? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a few things that are deliberate. There's there's a uh, and this is just you know having to make you know uh, being part of a brand that is is available across the country is like it's got to be geographically diverse nobody wants to read a list that's like all new york city and san francisco um and the food is because becomes so good across the country um that it's easy to do that now and b is like food is and this was a obviously a pretty politically charged year so also a, a point of we wanted to recognize you know we it's not like we just eat burgers every night the whole no matter where you're from or where you come from everybody eats foods from different places and and w- food is reflective of that and i think the best restaurants in america today a lot of them are uh are born from immigrant experience and and people who weren't born in this country or perhaps they were their first or second generation and so we wanted to recognize those people and i think that's you know i, I don't want to eat italian food every night of the week and i don't want to eat thai food every night of the week i want to eat an eclectic bunch and i think that list reflects you know if you, I once in a while we have people who like try to eat at all these restaurants, uh, you know, and fly around the country, and I, a few of them are kind of are regulars who always email me and say like, "Great list! I'm starting my list tomorrow. I'm going to travel around the country," and they said the same thing you did. It's like, wow, it's such an eclectic list. You got a sandwich shop in New Orleans. You got a basically a dim sum Chinese place in San Francisco. Um, you've got a kind of a ramen meets. Texas barbecue in Austin. So yeah, that's, that's, we want to, you know, the spice of life, right? It's that eclectic yeah, taste and, and, um, and only more. And, you know, and it's, look, there's, there's a supercharged time right now and we want to recognize immigrants and also, um, you know, the, a lot of our list is if not purely, uh, female driven restaurants that they are husband and wife, uh, driven restaurants or husband and wife owned restaurants. So that's, you know, representative of 2017. Yeah, and the experience that you're having. Now, one of the ones that jumped off the list at me, and I think this fit, I'm not sure whether it was you or Julia who visited it first, was the Polizzi Social Club. Uh, was that you or Julia? Right, that, that was me. That was actually a friend of mine, uh, Joe Badia, who owns Pizzeria Badia. I don't know if you've been there. Uh, great pizza I, place I, I in the Fishtown neighborhood. Okay. Uh, well, you should go. Um, he said there's this place of... Um, um, and, and the chef, uh, owned another restaurant, uh, that I knew of, um, in Collingswood, New Jersey, and it was an Italian place. And we had put it on the top 50 a couple years ago. Um, and he'd opened this place, Polizzi Social Club, which is, is uncle, um, Joey Baldino's his name, uh, his, and it's in South Philly, but his uncle was part of this Italian social club that was uh, obviously a private club and he, and it was sitting vacant. He's like, do you want it? And he's like, yeah. So they basically, it was like Pompeii in there, like nothing had changed. And he just came in and updated the menu. Uh, you have to have a membership to get into the place. Anyone can get a membership uh, as long as you show up. I, you have to check online now because I think once our story came out, a few other stories came out about the place that they had to stop membership uh, because people yeah. with memberships couldn't even get in. So I can take you, though, because I do have a membership. So if you want to go, Adam Rappaport does not have a membership, but Andrew Knowlton does. So See, there you go. I, 
I always knew that the, this is good, the way this was going to end up. You and I are going to end up on the road eating. Rappaport's going to be long in the in the background. I know that I said that my secret ambition was to bump you out of this, but really, you know, this is just, just a, my relationship with Rappaport. If I was going to be honest, is just a vehicle to get find you and get on this tour, this food tour, because it's a, definitely a a multi person job for Christ's sakes. So uh, I'm going up to Philadelphia need, next week to do some eating. I'm, I'm going, might have to t hit you up on this nice offer. Email me and I'll give you the 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 list. The list. The code. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm interested uh, in for the ones on the, in the hot ten that you um, you know kind of landed on the list that you personally experienced. Well, let me ask this first: Have you been to every one of the top of the hot ten? I have been to every one of the hot ten, with the exception of. Nixta in St. Louis. I did not. That's okay. the one that was Julia's baby. So I've been to every single one. So nine out of 10 this year. Do you have, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Is there a single dish at each of those places? Not. I'm not asking to, for you to say this is the best dish at the restaurant, but I want to do these places the honor of kind of naming some names. We have the hot 10 list in BA, but let's go ahead and, and be specific about the things that you really enjoyed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, do you just want me to go through all ten of them? If 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 there's one thing at each, if you have one for each ten, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I do. So, starting with number ten, uh, Brewery Bavana. That that's they have this amazing crab fried rice, and it comes with oh. this, uh, um, just like it, it, when it comes, it's blanketed by this uh, like egg veil, like a whipped egg veil, and you kind of take the egg and kind of chunk it up. So it's like God's gift to fried rice fans, which if you don't like fried rice, you've got serious issues. Um, right. Kamuri Tatsuya in Austin. Everyone goes for the, they smoke their own brisket and they kind of, that was that hybrid. I was talking about the Japanese meets Texas barbecue and everyone goes for the, the brisket uh, ramen, which is good. Um, but they do all kinds of weird little like um, they'll have like grilled jellyfish or they'll have uh, Akimo, which is like monkfish liver. So if you if you're somebody who likes the weird bits of stuff, sure, get the ramen. Everyone likes ramen. That's good. But go for the weird bits um, and, they, and they'll send you stuff for free, too, if you do, because they, they like people who do that. Spring in, in Marietta, Georgia. The thing that got this, the single thing that got this place on the list was they they bake their own brioche bread. And then oh. everyone has chicken liver now. We've all seen chicken liver. They make the most delicious chicken liver you've ever had. It's whipped. And then it comes with pickled mustard seeds and a little bit of um, pickled onion on top. It's the greatest oh. hors d'oeuvre ever invented. Uh, Giant, I know you'll like this one, Joe. Giant in Chicago, what put them on the list was they do homemade waffle fries. And, yeah. And, and they, they literally take a bag of like whipped potatoes. I don't know how they, they, I think they put CO2 in it. So it's really airy. They pipe it into a waffle iron and then it creates this waffle fry that is the airiest, lightest. I mean, it's just like, you want to talk about like your college years and your adult years coming together in a perfect synthesis. It's like that one bite of a, of a waffle fry. Um, let's see. Hearts, Brooklyn. I got to go with, the lamb burger, like I know some people don't like, you know, it's only about beef burgers, but the lamb burger there and you get, are you a sardine fan? 
Are an anchovy fan? Huge, Sorry, are you an anchovy huge. Fan? And you know, I I saw the clam toast at Hearts. That was the thing that jumped off the page at me. Oh, okay. Well, it's either the clam toast or the lamb burger. So the clam toast is just this amazing bread that's baked in Brooklyn with just, and it's got butter and, and you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. White, white wine yeah. and just dumped on top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. The clams, the clams with butter. That's yours. Polizzi <laughs> I Social like lamb burger though. Shit. Lamb burger sounds good. No, you, no you, you're right. It's the clams with the toast. It's like the, the toast is like more toast than you've ever had in your life. Polizzi Social Club, that's the whole menu, dude. That's like all the old school OG Italian, the crab pasta, the steak pizzole, yeah. the brejol, you know, the fried yeah. calamari. There, Can't go yes. wrong there. Miss, Mr. Jews number three, that is, that's got to be the dumplings. I don't know if you remember flipping through the magazine, but they do... Basically, gyoza or uh, not gyoza because that's Japanese, but they do dumplings that are this different colors. So they have an orange yeah. one that's made from carrots, a uh, purple I'm one. I'm looking that's made at it right eggplant. now. They're insane. It's like Joseph and the tech Technicolor dumplings. Um, do you, do you get the taste? Do you get the flavor of each of those? The carrot that's comes the through. The eggplant comes through. Yeah. Absolutely, because usually the stuffing is made with like pork, and then they'll put pumpkin or they'll put carrot in there. They'll put eggplant. So you, it looks like it, and it tastes like it, which is awesome. Awesome. It's not like awesome. Yeah, it's not like bad jelly beans where it has nothing to do with the color. Uh, Elski, no offense to um, uh, the chef, the the savory chef, but it's all about um, the pastry, the dessert, and I'm not a dessert guy. Like oh. I think of dessert. Oh as whiskey like that's that's my i'm dessert. with you but yeah anna posey you gotta go anna posey will change your opinion on desserts you will you will go back to this restaurant just because of the dessert which i've never said she has this black and I'm white skeptical uh, uh halva tart i swear to god yeah. i will pay i will pay for you to go there just so <laughs> i can be proven correct all right adam no adam adam rapaport will pay for you and then number okay, one perfect. is Tur at Turkey and the Wolf, it's got to be, it's a freaking vegetarian sandwich. I thought I'd never say that in my life. Wow. But it is a, I know, it's so ridiculous. It is a, and, and, and to boot, it's a vegetarian patty melt, which sounds so stupid, but it's a collard green patty melt. So they make collard greens that are super spicy, perfect, silky, smooth texture. They do this kind of pimento cheese um, dressing, and then they layer it. So you've got three different layers. You know, as a club, a, a club sandwich would have. You always have what we call the soaker slice in the middle to soak up all the juices. Yes. And then you have the other, the other two. So it's got like coleslaw on it, and it's toasted on a griddle. It's just, it's the best sandwich. I, I wrote about it. It, it. it's the best sandwich I've ever crammed into my mouth, and that's saying a lot. Because you I've ate the whole thing. You, you broke your rule. Oh, dude, at this place, I broke my rule, and I felt so bad about it. But sometimes you just got to let it go. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to live in the moment. I don't, I'm not a restaurant critic right now. I'm just a dude who's eating the best sandwich of his life. That, um, that sandwich, the collard, I believe, was actually the first uh, belly sourcing photo we put up on the Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It's, it's on our Instagram. Is, is it not, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Shout out H. Goodall. Good job by you. Yeah. That's it. Highly recommended. Well, that's how it made it to, to number one. You know, a, a crazy, unexpected invention, totally innovative, 
and not at all what you were prepared for, and you were skeptical, and they beat your the skepticism right out of you. Yeah, they did. And that's why you go out to restaurants. You think you got it all figured out. You think it's going to be the 10-course prefix dinner that costs 400 bucks? No. It's a little sandwich shop that's doing all kind of weird and wacky things. And that's that's the beauty of eating out, man, is like, especially in 2017, is like if there's one thing to take away from this year is like the, the casualization of American dining is the greatest thing because even casual places are getting great ingredients. They got great chefs who could be doing fine dining, but they're choosing to make sandwiches in New Orleans. And I think that's the coolest thing welcoming all different kinds of backgrounds into their food. And that's what makes it exciting. I mean, it makes my job a lot harder because it's not just going to the fancy restaurants. It's going right. every place, you know, it's the wild, wild west now, which is amazing for somebody who loves to eat food. This is the perfect way to end today's show. I typically ask new guests for their last meal on earth, but you're going to be a recurring guest. So we'll save the last meal on earth for, for another conversation down the road. Andrew Knowlton, thank you so much for coming on today. That was a, a, an incredible walkthrough of the 2017 Bon Appetit Hot 10, America's Best New Restaurants. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Oh, there we go, my podcast pals. What an incredible conversation with Andrew Knowlton. Spilled the beans on how Bon Appetit puts together the Hot 10 list, and I invited myself along the way. How about them apples? Speaking of apples, let me tell you about our good friends at canvaspeople.com. What the hell does canvaspeople.com have to do with apples? I'm going to tell you. You might want to take a beautiful picture of a lovely red delicious just in the spirit of the season because that red delicious might end up in an apple strudel. It might end up in an apple pie. Christmas is coming up and that means, my friends, family gatherings, seeing beloved friends and another year of celebrating unique traditions. It's time to make the memories that you're going to cherish for years to come. You're going to take tons of great pictures of beautiful apple strudel, which you can preserve thanks to a special deal from canvaspeople.com. For those of y'all that don't know, we've been talking about it here on the HOC, so I'm sorry if you, if you don't know. I'm here to tell you about it. Canvaspeople.com is an easy-to-use photo-to-canvas service that takes your favorite photo memories and turns them into beautiful artwork. Instead of snapping that beautiful photo and letting it rot in your cell phone, bring it to life and put it on your walls or give it as a great gift. All the canvases are of the highest quality made here in the U.S. Everything ships fast with great attention to detail and they have over 1 million happy customer serves so that means you can buy with confidence. Normally, my podcast pals, the 11 by 14 canvases are priced at $69.99. That's one cent less than 70 bucks. But now, as a limited time offer, you can get yourself one free 11 by 14 canvas just pay shipping to get this amazing deal go to canvaspeople.com and use offer code carbs in the cart at checkout that's canvaspeople.com promo code carbs my taste buds today's show also brought to you by Spice Islands. One of the very best things about the holidays, my hungry homies, is spending time in the kitchen creating delicious meals with family and friends. 
those holiday scents, those beautiful fumes coming out of the kitchen. They're coming by way of shared recipes and taste testings and swappings, tips and tricks. And here is a piece of advice for your cooking arsenal. My hungry homies, for a noticeably rich flavor, opt for premium spices from Spice Islands. Spice Islands sun dry many of their spices. They de-stem their chili peppers by hand to deliver the most authentic and intense flavor possible. They take the extra steps to ensure richer flavors, like waiting for the dill weed to bloom before harvesting or milling their garlic to a true powder so it doesn't add any grittiness to your dishes. Better yet, Spice Islands maintain a strict standard for each item to ensure consistency, quality, and flavor. So whether you're looking for flavor, adventure, or simply better tasting meals, fill your pantry with Spice Islands. Go to spiceislands.com slash house for more spice facts and delicious recipes, including one for a new favorite, a new fall favorite of mine, spiced maple carrots, a quick, simple side to complement any meal. Wonderful with a delicious pesto chicken breast. Don't sleep on the pesto. That's spiceisland.com slash house and pick up Spice Island spices in the premium spice section of your local retailers. All right, my taste buds, my hungry homies, it is now time for Food News. Yo, Juliet Littman. Hello, what's up? What is happening? Not much. I was in San you, Diego over the weekend. Yeah, you hit me up on the t- on the on the text. Yeah. With a with a shout out to a place we didn't compare notes on this no. before you went down there. You didn't say I'm going to be in San Diego. Um, and you ended up at the one place I might have recommended that you that you try while you were down there. You were, you sent me a picture. I am at this place. You said, yeah. Well, you uh, posted on the House of Carbs social media that you were doing an AMA, a Q and A with Richard Blaze from Top Chef, and I had just eaten at the Crack Shack, Richard Blaze's uh, fried chicken restaurant in San Diego. And I love Richard Blaze. I had no idea you were doing that, but I'm so excited because I love him and I love the restaurant. So the the way that came together, the way that that Brother Blaze is coming on House of Carbs is I was in San Diego the first week of October of this year, and the good folks I was with are like, yo, let's go have dinner. I have just a spot for us. And we went in, uh, you know, down to that portion of uh, San Diego that has a name. Do you know the name? Um, It was in Little Italy, the one that I went to. Little Italy. Yeah. Okay. That's the one that I went to. I think that's is is it is Juniper and Ivy adjacent yeah. to it? Yeah, it's yeah. right next to it. Yeah. So that's 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 where I went as well. Uh and I I came to understand and appreciate that it was Chef Blaze's joint and I so I tweeted at him while we were sitting there eating. To his great credit, Chef Blaze came right back at us and and uh you know, it's a match made in heaven. He's coming on the pod now. Um and it's opening. They're opening one in LA. So I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to ask him about the menu uh the one in LA, my my good uh, partner on the Shack House, Jeff Shackelford, um, is watching keenly for that opening. He wants to know how the menu in the LA one's going to compare to the menu in San Diego. Um, I had a, my favorite thing. So fried chicken's like the thing there, and all these sauces. But I ordered a yes. slaw that was like jicama and oh. pineapple, and it was just like so incredibly delicious. It's like one of the best things I've ever eaten. No joke. 
really underrated. Yeah. A fresh, a fresh slaw. And the, and the the thing that I like about this one is not mayonnaise based. Right. Um, a fresh slaw built off of a vinegar kind of concept. Mm-hmm. It it can be a real effing revelation. Yeah. And I had that experience at the Crack Shack when I myself was there. Of course, I had many many pieces of fried chicken. <laughs> I ordered a, one of the one of the sandwiches. I got one of the ones with the spicy in it. But I had my own standalone order side order of of the slaw. And it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, this this one was papaya, mango, jicama, coconut, chili, and pineapple, and it was incredibly uh, memorable. I I highly recommend it if you're in San Diego or soon to be in Century City where they're opening the Crack Shack. What else did you get while you were there? Um, I had a really good salad. I know that sounds yeah. like kind of silly. We got the five piece, which was delicious, and then I yeah. got um the salad, which was uh. The Baja Chop. It was guac, radish, cotilla, charred poblano, poblano dressing, and um, it was just so delicious. It was simple. It was the, the reason this restaurant is so good is it's because what they say is the path of success on Top Chef, which is like doing simple food perfectly, and that's what this is. And actually, fried chicken is not simple at all, but everything else was like not so high concept and just like incredibly fresh and so delicious. I real, I really loved it. Like I was so excited to find out that he was coming on this pod. Part of the thing that I loved about it, and I think this resonated with you as well, is it's picnic tables yeah. in an outdoor space, yeah. but it's it's very well done. It's very cool um, space. It's the kind of place that that it seems like it's inviting you to linger, even though we know that the I, the concept for especially a place like that where you know the food is not that expensive, um, they they need to turn tables. They need folks to eat their meal and and move on. But it really encourages lingering because it's so comfortable. And I did linger. I had two Bloody Marys. It was the middle of a Saturday, and I had a great time. So that's fine. You, if you're as long as you're drinking, they, you can stay. Yeah, exactly. It was great. I ate, I ate at the bar. Yeah, I was there for two hours myself. I watched some baseball. This yeah, they have, yeah, they had the Army Navy game on. It was and we were in San Diego, so like people are into the, the Navy Army Navy game. It yeah, was great. Glorious. It was. I can't yeah. wait to listen to your interview with him. Please pass along my uh, kindest words. I'm a huge fan. I have been since Top Chef. Even ever since he didn't win, I was a big fan. Well, you you know you you could um you could send me a question or two to ask him. I'd okay. be happy to ask him. I, I got it. Well, number one is why isn't he on the show anymore? Yeah. Well, he. You know what he. Uh, I saw from the season premiere. Did you watch the season premiere? Yes, of Top I Chef? did. I love yeah, it. So did I. He makes an appearance somewhere in the season. Oh, great! Did you see that? Did so you catch that on yeah. on the outro? So yeah. I, d- I didn't. But so he's still a friend of the show. Oh, clearly a friend of the show. Cool. Yeah, he's he must be a guest judge or something because. You know that that distinguished uh, quaff that he possesses. Yes. You know the 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 reddish the the the, the ginger uh, crop top pops up. Totally, totally. Um, okay, should we get into food news house? Do we have some stories? We got some stories. Number one, thanks to uh, Vice and Mun- their munchies, they have introduced us to this Korean uh, pizza dancing team. It's a pretty incredible uh, video. You should watch it. And um, I we found out about it from Food Beast. And the squad is known as the Dream Team, and it's the face of Korea's Mr. Pizza franchise. Most of their duties involve performing at the opening of a new location, but they've also got some impressive feats under their belt. Alongside two championships at the World Pizza Games, the five-man group also holds a Guinness World Record for the most over-the-shoulder dough tosses, 
according to the Filipino Star. All of the Korean pizza dancing team members got their start in the kitchens of Mr. Pizza. They are chosen from among thousands of chefs to develop their moves and pull off sick tricks and include a behind-the-back arm spin that looks to be almost impossible. Their team now continually trains and performs at soft openings and still regularly attends the World Pizza Games. So in the first place, um, until reading this story and, and observing this extraordinarily talented crew, I, I was not aware that there was such a thing as the World Pizza Games. Me neither, but maybe you should go. I think. I mean, do, do we, we? I didn't Google it before uh, coming on today. Where is it? You know, how, who attends? What are the competitions? And, you know, can I buy my tickets now? Sure. So uh, the it's called the Pizza Expo. It's in Las Vegas. It starts oh my God. March 19th, which I honestly think dovetails with the NCAA tournament. So maybe you could like double dip, do some like, it's, you know. It's the most genuine March madness yes. ever. And um, there's five competitive events. There's freestyle acrobatic dough tossing. There's fastest dough, largest dough stretch, Fastest pizza box folding and a pizza triathlon. What's in the triathlon? I don't know. Three of those <laughs> skills combined? Um, I guess so. I really, I really don't know, but it's pretty incredible. I think you might have to go. Mar- I, I March nineteenth. Yeah, th- I'm blocking the calendar now. I just, I, I, I'm kind of speechless about the whole thing. So. Um, kind of like the like pizza skills world is something that I've now come across twice in one week. I'm going to Felix on Thursday. Um, oh, I'm yeah. Re- here in L.A. I'm really excited. It's owned by this woman named Janet Zuccarini, who also has a bunch of restaurants in uh, Toronto. And she's a pizzaiola, which means like she's like an expert. Like she's a certificate in like teaching people how to make pizzas. And I didn't even know that was such a thing. We might need to do a, a pizzaiolo like uh, dedicated episode of House of Carbs. Well, after your experience with Felix, maybe we can talk her to coming on. Yeah, that's a great point. Talk her to coming on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll look into it for us. Um, anyway, this is an event that we didn't know existed, but now we're thrilled to know about. And I mean, Mr. Uh, Korea's Mr. Pizza Team. Like, shout out to them. That's awesome. They're shout dan- out to the dancing, Dream Team. Dancing pizza makers. Yeah. Get get on the munchies and check them out. Yeah. It is worth the the four and a half minutes. Um, next, also in the pizza world, last week, uh, Pizza Hut announced that it will start testing beer and wine delivery in certain cities. This story comes from us, comes to us from CNN Money, money.cnn.com. And the story says, uh, the service will debut in Phoenix, Arizona with six packs of um, all Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch beers, including Budweiser, Bud Light, and Shock Top and Kilt Lifter, which I'd never heard of. But that is because it's an Arizona-based craft brewer for Peaks. All options will cost a flat $10.99. And then wine delivery will, will roll out in January. Those details are still up in the air. Um, but yeah, you can have this coming to you in your home. Uh, the move is Pizza Hut's latest attempt to shore up sales. Their uh, Yum brand, which is the company that owns them, has been on a tear with shares up 32% this year, but Pizza Hut, Hut hasn't been performing as well as the siblings, t- Taco Bell and KFC. And so they are trying this out. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. When is the last time you ordered Pizza Hut? Um, I don't think I've ever ordered Pizza Hut. However, oh wow! However, I am a huge fan of the stuffed crust pizza, and I've been to Pizza Hut to have it. 
Oh, so where is there a physical brick and mortar Pizza Hut still? Oh, I mean, it's it's been it's been years. I don't know. This oh, was like a, okay. this is like on the East Coast, but I do yeah. lo- I do love stuffed crust pizza. So do I. And I thought you were about to tell me that there is a Pizza Hut brick and mortar there in the greater LA area that you and I could go sample. We already have Chili's on the list. Yeah, we got to go to Chili's. We, if we, if we could do Chili's and Pizza Hut in in one afternoon. That would be pretty fine eating. Um. um there's one really close to to where I am currently. There's a one. brick and mortar. Yes. There's, oh my god. It's like in Koreatown on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's not really in Koreatown. It's like north. Of, it's like in the Virgil Village area. Pretty, so in my it's close to in where my I live. youth. Yeah. So in in my youth, the Pizza Hut um, pizza bar, like the all you can eat pizza bar, where they just put the pizzas under lamps. Um, and you could walk up, you know, you paid your price, you, you, you paid the, the entry fee. That's the way I think of it. And, uh, walked up with the plate and then you could eat as much pizza and salad as you, as you wanted. That was a really crucial part of my high school and a little <laughs> bit of college. Uh, and maybe it even bled over into a little bit of law school. I really enjoyed that aspect of pizza hut. Um, when I you know, got to sort of the ordering pizza to my home stage of of uh lifestyle pizza hut was not really a big didn't never really featured prominently in that um my my rank of ordering my priority of ordering uh pizza delivery but this six pack of of beer thing is taking it to a whole nother level yeah like it's kind of brilliant um and it, and I'm shocked that it's 2017, it's December 2017, and we're reading about this now as a as a kind of innovation. I know. Like, why why hasn't this happened sooner? It's the United States of America. You ought to be able to order a six pack with your pizza. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'd be, you know, there there will be there have been plenty of times in my life where I would have ordered the pizza and not and just put it aside so I could get at the six pack. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean that that makes a lot of sense. That price point's pretty fair. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's, that's a good deal. It's certainly cheaper than going to a bar. So what? Why are we not just not talking about this? I don't. I don't know. I mean, in New York, you could order and you could order in beer and wine, but um, it was separate from your pizza. It was two separate deliveries. Exactly. Exactly. Same is true here in D.C. You can order. There are plenty of drink delivery services. Yeah, you can here too. You can here too. But I want a pizza with it. I want I a pizza. And, I want pizza and beer. That's a, it's so seems smart. Pretty obvious. So smart. Good. Yeah. For, good for you, Pizza Hut. I hope it helps your sales. Good. I, I support you guys. If they offer it in DC, I'll order one. Okay. Um, final story of the week comes from across the pond. Something that I'm envious of. It is the Christmas season, and with the Christmas season comes Advent calendars. Even though I don't really understand what an Advent calendar is. Um, but if you are living in the UK, you can order in a cheese advent calendar. It comes with 24 different cheeses. It's being sold by Asta, and it includes Applewood, Mexicana, and Jarlsberg. Uh, I believe it also has Gouda. And um, they are they are only available for a little bit limited time, so you better do it soon. So I liked... Uh... The, the aspect of this, the, the initial 12 days of uh, Christmas, you, you, they, they, you can separate this out. Yeah, because Advent is kind of the full month of December. Yeah. yeah. It's the run up to, to the birth of Christ um, for the, for the non Christians, or actually uh, non, yeah, non Christians, right? Yeah, non Christians. All Christians. Anyway. Um, Let's not get too and, political. 
Yeah, well, it's not political at all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to botch the religious aspect of it, um, other than the anticipation. I mean, we, we, in my house, you have something like this because it helps um, uh, build the anticipation for my kid, um, and it, we can't, we, you know, it gives a little bit of a religious overlay. But mainly, he's like, "We're how many days away from my presence?" Um, adding the cheese in, though, uh, makes it, you know, it's a win-win. That's I have my ability to experience uh, and, and anticipate the birth of Christ through a wonderful, delicious bite each day. And my son gets his, you know, his daily fill of, you know, being one step closer to the, the greater glory of God in the form of presence. Um, so would the cheese help or help that even help. more? Big help. Big help <laughs> okay, to me. Great. I'm eating the cheese. He's clicking. He's opening up the day. Oh, we're one day closer, Daddy. And I say, oh, I'm so happy. It's a wonderful Harlesburg kind of day. Well, you got to move to the UK then. I know. It's, it's a real bummer that this isn't available here. Come on, U.S. Uh, uh, cheesy people. I think there's we... all... Can't you just like make an advent calendar? It seems like... I don't, again, I don't really get it. But like, it just seems uh, like the kind of thing that you could like easily fashion yourself. Yeah, I, of course. But if I'm going to go for a cheesus, yeah, and you're... I'm in, in in this way, I want it made for me. I want the the I want I I, I want a perfectly assembled cheesus. Okay. I want to experience the the, the, the Christmas spirit um, through something that somebody's prepared <laughs> for me and put the thought into. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'm a soulless consumer when it comes to to, to my my Jesus cheese. I'll try to uh, I'll try to make that for you next year as a like a podcast friendship move. So thoughtful, so thoughtful. <laughs> Uh, that's all I have for you, House. I think that's enough. I think that's the right tone to end it on. Don't forget to send me a couple questions for Chef Blaze. I will. I definitely will. Thanks for having me, as always. Thanks, Juliet. All right, Taste Buds, there we go. Thanks so much for the listen to House of Carbs, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Couple notes on shows coming up. We have Chef Richard Blaze, who's going to run an Ask Me Anything with Chef Blaze of Top Chef fame. That will be the week of Christmas. Coming up next week, Chris Ryan, the Ringer's own Chris Ryan, and I are going to do a quick food tour of Philadelphia. Chris Ryan is a native Philadelphian. If you have any suggestions for places that Chris and I must hit, we have a few things already lined up. Polizzi Social Club. We have Zahav. We have Federal Donuts. We have the South Street Barbacoa. A bunch of those are on this list. If you have other suggestions for Chris Ryan and I, please don't hesitate to hit us up. As always, my podcast pals, please give us reviews on the iTunes. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We shall be back next week with another episode. But until then, let's stay hungry out there.